G'day, everyone. This is Olivia Newton-John. And Amazon John Easterling. And we're going to be on Dr. Pat's show talking about our work in the Amazon with Amazon Herb Company, my music. Ways to contribute in the world to make the world a better place. Extraordinary opportunity for new levels of health and healing and consciousness and uh, circles of healing that we can all participate in. And that's our dog Sherlock saying, yeah, tune in. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. Well, welcome back and welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile, joined by my sidekick, Mr. Benny Mathers. What up? And we got Valerie on the keyboards in the other room. I should have like a little like theme song of her. You which should. Is like, we should have like a little, yeah, you little. know, like what, what you, yeah. But with like a music sound. A bed. music sound. Yeah, you're right. Not just us. Think make... you should find something for yourself there, Valerie? Find something uh, for yourself well, so we can... She's not really happy today. I don't think she's too stuck with our weather we're having. Uh... No, she's not. We're having a heat wave here in Seattle, folks. And if you haven't heard, we've, we've probably got the hottest temperatures nationwide right now. Yeah, and you know, I have to tell you, I love it. <laughs> I do, too. I'm loving it. You know, well, we're inside now. Yeah. We're staring at everybody else yeah, sitting we in are. their cars and but, bumper to bumper. Yeah, the, the difference is I grew up on the East Coast. Yeah. So, like, you grow up on the East Coast and scorching, scorching, humidity. The mosquitoes are sticking to you. They can't even sting you. The mosquitoes cannot sting you <laughs> on the East Coast in Jersey where I grew up because you're so sweaty that they go to land on you and they die. They drown in your sweat. <laughs> they probably need little floats, like little floats or something. You know, like a float plane kind of dives in. Yeah, they do. They yeah. need a little floaty plane. But a I got a little floaty, little plane, floaty yeah. plane, like yeah. we have here in Seattle. Right. What do you call them? Little floaty. What, the, what's that? Kenmore Company. Kenmore Air. No shameless plug. <laughs> floaty plane. Floaty plane. It's called so a float it's like plane. a float plane <laughs> mosquito that's zooming in. Right. But I have to tell you, once they bite you, you know you've been bit by a New Jersey mosquito. You know, I there don't is know. no question on the planet. I used to do when I was you a kid. You might though. as well. You're better off going and getting a B12 shot. Yeah. Because <laughs> you would be way, way, way better. On sidetrack, though, I'm from Alaska, so we had different types of mosquitoes, but I'd always like when I was a kid, like when they land on your arm and then you squeeze your arm. Well, there you go. What a great show we've got planned for you today. Dr. Hendry Weisinger joining us here today. There is so much that I could say about who he is, besides being New York Times bestselling author, leading authority on the application of emotional intelligence, uh, an expert in anger management. And so we're going to be talking about a lot of things today. I mean, one of the things that I have on my list to talk with him about, you know, has to do with being psychologically green and what that means. And so we're going to be talking about intellectual tunes, green with envy, green with greed, green, green, green. But more importantly, what is it that would have our emotions take us on a path that when we turn around and we look back, we think, oh, my God, how did I get here? The latest, oh, my God, how did I get here? was actually from Oprah. Uh, I think she, about 10 days ago, maybe two weeks ago, had a moment where she kind of looked at the path that she had been on and said, how did I let myself 
get here. Now, hopefully, she's moved behind beyond the guilt and shame. Uh, but Dr. Weisinger joining me here today. He has worked with IBM, AT&T, my old company. Uh, Intel, Prudential, many, many places, Merck, uh, and he has been one of the most sought after or sought out by government agencies consultant on the planet. The genius instinct is something additionally that we're going to talk about. But this show, for me, is about getting one of the world's experts on and talking about how we get to craft and create instinctively. Uh, our lives so that we are happy, fulfilled, and jumping for joy. Dr. Weisinger, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today. Um, I want to talk about health, happiness, and all of that. Is it a myth that we strive to be happy, or can we actually achieve it? Well, I think we're probably always striving to be happy because happiness puts us in a good mood, and when we are in a good mood, we tend to be more productive, more successful. So from, you know, the recent lens that I am looking through things, which is an evolutionary lens, uh, natural selection would favor people who were happy Mm -hmm. because you become more productive. I Mm -hmm. mean, 25,000 years ago, who would you rather be with? The uh, chieftain who was saying, this place is terrible, we're all doomed, there's no food, there's no water, or the person in the same situation, but at least can have a positive attitude and maybe even make you laugh. Absolutely. And I got a, I got a question for you. Is Olivia Newton-John there with the dog right? Sherman? <laughs> Sher- Sherlock? Sherlock. Sher- Sherlock? Uh-huh. The, do- just the dog in the background. The dog in the background. Yeah. You did you must not have heard our intro when we when we introduced you. We had Olivia Newton John on and, and, and sort of at the end of the intro her dog starts to bark. We get that a lot on the show. Well, I'm glad because I have a little dog that I have in another room. A I, little dog? Well let's a make a dog. let's make a quick little announcement. What's I mean, the dog's name? Yeah. The dog's name is Dylan. Very nice. See, Dylan, just want to be notified. That's all. Yeah, it was when my kids were into watching 90210. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little Dylan McKay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, you you are the author of, uh, you know, you're the author of many books. But one of the things that, you know, that I want to talk about is sort of the flow of your life. You know, I, I talked about emotional intelligence and the work you've done in that area. The genius instinct, of course, the power of positive criticism, and I can kind of go on and on and on. How how was it, you know, Dr. Weisinger, that you got on this path? Well, I mean, how is it that you got on the path to help other people? What kind of obstacles were you overcoming? Uh, okay, well, I will uh, okay. tell you the story quickly, is that when I was in high school, I grew up in an area called Great Neck, Long Island, um, which was a very good area. Uh, academic environment, or at least people would think so. My my concept of what good teaching and education is has obviously changed over over the years, but it was the type of high school where um, 99% were going to college, and, and maybe 50% to the Ivy League schools or facsimiles. Uh, I graduated uh, like 10th from the bottom of my class. So the first school I ever went to, when my parents took me, my mother actually started to cry when she saw that one of the classrooms was actually a barn. This was a school in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. While I had 
two of the greatest years I've ever had in my life. I took a psychology course, and I got the highest mark in the class, and I became a psychology major, and it was the first time I was really getting, quote, uh, academic reinforcement. And, and then I started to become a student and went to other, uh, you know, uh, credited schools. One of the things that I get to do every year is give a go up to MIT and give a talk. Every time I tell my mother that, her response is always the same. Oh, if only your math tutors could see you now. So the, yeah, I'm ending up teaching at schools now uh, that I was probably not within a, not allowed within a 500-mile radius, you know, as a high school student. And meanwhile, as my education psychology was developing, my father was a writer, and he always encouraged me to write a book as a way of separating myself from the pack. So one day, I was a graduate student at the University of Kansas, and I was in a mental health uh, facility, and I always tell people as a student, not as a client or, or a patient, and I saw a psychiatrist criticizing a friend of mine uh, with no self-awareness, doing it in a very negative way in front of five other students. Mm. It's not an exaggeration. It went on for 40 minutes. She started to cry. She walked out of the room, and that's when the psychiatrist said, see what I mean? how defensive she gets, with, with no awareness about himself. And at that point, it dawned on me, because at that time, the hot psychological subject was assertiveness. Everybody was doing Oh, yeah, 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 right. Right. So I'm thinking, what about criticism? You know, how many people and how many listeners come home each day from work, say to their partner, call up a friend, and will make the comment, gee, I had a great day today, I got criticized. Uh, very few <laughs> people talk about how great their marriage is because the way their partner criticizes them or how great their childhood was because of the way their parents criticized them. So I started to get very much into that concept of giving and taking criticism. And then when I did my internship out at um, UCLA in the VA hospital, I actually started doing criticism groups for the staff, not, not for the patients. And then I approached UCLA and started teaching in their extension division on that subject. You know, and at that time, because one of the courses, one of the, lectures was on sexual criticism, so it had a very big appeal to the uh, West L.A. group in terms of, you know, that subject matter, and uh, then I, my father came out to visit me with my mother. They were on their way to Hawaii, so I was their, like, driver for the two days they were visiting. Uh -huh. My father's friend, who was a writer of popular self-help books, told him the idea I wanted to do a book on criticism. He said, that's a great idea. My father encouraged me to collaborate because he said, then it'll get done. It's your first book. And this was like a real writer. And the book turned into a New York Times uh, bestseller. And I took the subject of criticism, of, from whether it was criticizing your kids or self-criticism, sexual criticism, and I focused on one aspect of it, criticism at work. And then I started working with organizations and uh, teaching at UCLA's uh, business school, I've been up to Washington many times at the University of Washington teaching their executive ed programs on the subject of criticism and emotional intelligence. And also, when I was at the VA, I worked on a ward that they had eight suicides in a year and a half, which statistically is over a billion to one. They had a national investigation from Washington come down to see what was going on. And that's where I got into the subject of anger and anger management. So I started putting those subjects together, giving and taking criticism, managing anger. And for me, uh, you know, and just think in terms of your own work, it's very hard right. to be effective in life if you cannot give and take criticism and manage 
Jagger. No, I'm telling you, you know, I don't know how you do much of anything outside of a, you know, a very small box that you create for for yourself. Wow. Dr. Henry Weisinger joining us here today on the show. Uh, We're going to be talking about many things, but I'm very eager to talk with him about the genius instinct as well. Best-selling author and one of the most sought-after consultants on the planet. Do we know what emotional intelligence is? And do you know how you're doing with it? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you ready for balance and wellness? Daisy Thompson at Northwest Healing Studio is a nationally known energy intuitive and Reiki master. By repatterning your energy structure, Daisy can help you make the changes you need to start attracting the life you want to experience. If you live with depression, anxiety, illness, pain, or stress, call Daisy at 206-550-8469 and begin to realize your true path in life. Visit NorthwestHealingStudio.com. Man, you know, Benny, I want to get my life back and walk without pain. And I heard about a shoe that's a natural solution for heel and back pain. Well, you know, Susan, it's actually called Z-Coil Pain Relief Footwear. It's a shock absorber in the heel that cushions the pounding in your step, and it provides less impact, which means less pain. You mean I can walk with my kids again without that nagging heel pain? You sure can. Give Z-Coil Footwear a try. Call 206-838-7338. Or you can even try out their website, your2feet.com. Are you tired of waking with aches and pains? Sick of taking one prescription drug after another? Would you like to take complete charge of your health? At Vitality Chiropractic, Dr. Bonnie Verhunt specializes in all-natural treatments for everything from arthritis to chronic fatigue. For information on how chiropractic can change your life, visit vitalitychiropractic.com. Or call 206-824-5521. And be sure to listen to Dr. Bonnie Verhunt on The Dr. Pat Show. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. This is Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis, and I am here with Becky Miller from Kent, who is another successful client of Positive Changes. Are you tired of the diet roller coaster? Tired of losing the weight only to gain it back again when you stop dieting? Well, Becky decided to quit dieting and make a lasting lifestyle change with the help of Positive Changes Hypnosis. Becky, tell us how much weight you lost. I've lost 65 pounds. Tell us how Positive Changes is different than a diet. I used to be out of control with my eating. Positive changes put me back in control. I didn't really give up anything, but I just made better choices. I had no deprivation. If I really wanted something, I had a couple bites and then really didn't want the rest of it. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888-311-7157 to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888-311-7157. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, even TV. Can I get to live in here? Somebody tell me, please. 
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I have been so looking forward to having this conversation with New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Henry Weisinger. And the reason that I am so thrilled about it, I could just listen to him for hours and hours and hours. He is not afraid to really get down at what is really going on with us, both psychologically and behaviorally, not as individuals only, but as communities, but as a society. Tips for Becoming Psychologically Green is what we're talking about today. One of the leading psychologists and author of The Genius Instinct, Reclaim mother's na- Mother Nature's Tools for Enhancing your health, happiness, family, and work. And I am so all about that and thrilled to have you on the show, Dr. Hendry. Thank you so much for joining us here today. You know, let's talk about the challenge that is in front of us psychologically as individuals in a society that has a psychological profile, okay? What is your perception of where we are today? Well, I would say that if you were to talk to the straw man yeah. and you were to say, uh, how are you doing? Yeah. You would hear answers like getting by, hanging in there, uh, taking it one day at a time. Um, I have found that to be the standard response, whether it, people are talking about their work or whether they are talking about their uh, family life. In other words, if you soar on a continuum, Surviving on on the left and, and thriving on the right, I would say most people are more towards the uh, surviving mode mm-hmm. rather than the thriving mode. And I would say the same is true for our country that we are a a whereas China I would say is a thriving country. I would say the United States one time we were thriving, but I would say now we are surviving. And I say the reason for that is because in many ways. We are not using the instinctual tools that Mother Nature has given us, all for the purpose of helping us thrive in life, and, and yet we, we ignore them. Where have they gone? Where have they gone? Because I love instinct. As a matter of fact, you know, what are we doing so that we're not using them? What has happened? Well, I think one of the things that happens, take the most common in, in, in the first one, okay. of, of what is called shelter-seeking, which means that everybody listening is hardwired to get themselves into an environment that helps them grow. Nature's Mm -hmm. first rule of success is you cannot thrive if you're only surviving. Now, when you think of how many people are in bad relationships, get themselves in bad relationships, how many college kids get into their first choice, and then a year later, oh, I want to transfer, this isn't the school for me. How many people say their job that they can't, Stand. Uh, I would say we're disconnected with our shelter-seeking instinct. And one of the reasons is we listen to other people. How many times have people, you know, consider relationships? Oh, this is the perfect person for you. Even if you're feeling, well, I don't really feel great when I'm with them. Oh, no, no, this is the person, perfect person. This is the right college for you, the college advisor says. Uh-huh. Even if the kid starts to feel anxious when he's visiting the school. So I would say one thing is that we listen to the reasons of other people rather than listening to ourselves. If you want to get out of a relationship, uh, a daughter says to her mother, I want to get out of my marriage. The mother's first response is, oh, all marriages are the same. You're always going to have problems. Now, that might be true. 
But what's better, to have a problem every week or to have a problem every night? Mm. So the, the, you know, this is what people, if, if I was still doing therapy, this would change my whole concept of how I would help couples. Because when I think how many couples I have helped stay together by learning to work out their conflict, for what purpose? So they could work out conflict every night? How many executives I have helped stay in a job environment that is killing them by learning to manage their emotions? Right. So I'm actually teaching them how to stay in the environment that's killing them. Right. So one of the things that we need to do to become psychologically green is listen to our emotions. That's why we have emotions because they communicate information to us. And what we don't do many times is we don't listen to it. Did you hear about that basketball player who left the girl at the altar? Who, who was that? I think his name was Jefferson. He's a well, big NBA. He was a big NBA player. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And today, Benny and I were talking about you know the latest YouTube from our pop culture uh, with Lindsay Lohan, uh, caught by the paparazzi, crying her eyes out, waited two hours for her ex to show up. That is okay. so painful yeah, to but watch many that. Times, you know something? Would you want somebody to marry you if they were feeling you're not the right person? Oh, no, sir. Of course not. No, so from a no, social no, 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 no. See, see, the social message would be, you can't do this, you have to go through with it, you're just nervous, and so on. Mm. This guy listens to his instincts, his emotions, that clearly say, this is not the right person for me, and he walks away from it. Well, isn't that The Bachelor? I mean, isn't that the whole deal with The Bachelor? Last night, The Bachelorette, you know, did the thing, and now everybody's interviewing last year's Bachelor, who basically said, the woman that I picked is not the woman. I want the other woman. Yeah, the player is Richard Jefferson. He was uh, traded in June from the Bucks to the Spurs. He got cold feet, dumped his stunning fiance, one-time Nets dancer Keisha Nicole's, Nicole's mm-hmm. and pulled the proverbial yeah. plug on and, the two million dollar wedding. Yeah, and Manhattan I'm saying wedding. all he was doing is following his instincts. Yeah. Exactly. He, he did her a favor. Exactly. Even I, though socially, you know, it was uncomfortable. Well, let me ask you about this, because, you know, many people look at and, you know, I think it's Jason Mesnick right now, who is the guy that uh, kind of walked away from Melissa for Molly, so to speak. And people really gave him a hard time. I thought about, my gosh, you know, it had to take enormous courage for him to do that he didn't have to do that he could have gone on with whatever he went on let the show finish and then months later just leave her and so we don't look at the courage that it takes to make those kinds of decisions i don't think exactly and you know what most people stay stuck in situations because you are it's in your genes to be risk aversive your heart, if I went into everybody's house, if I went into your house, true or false, I would see things in your house that you haven't used for 20 years. If you would have went into my house like a year ago, yes, that's true. Okay. But, and, and, and you're and, right. And, and people are saying, why do people hold on to these things? It's a good question. Because, because 25,000 years ago, when you had a drink of water, <laughs> you never knew where your next drink was going to come from. Mm. So you had to guard it with your life. This would explain hoarding right. and hoarding behavior. So one of the things that happens in a relationship is because we're hardwired to be loss-averse, it keeps us stuck in a relationship. And, and, and the way you get stuck in a relationship is when you manage your anger. It's when you say things to yourself, oh, the person's got a lot of good, good things about them. Mm. Uh, you should be, if you want to get out of a relationship, I had a friend who was 
stuck in a, in a marriage. He wanted to get a divorce. And the way I got him out of his divorce is I made him angry. I made him you know, feel his relationship was disgusting. I made him fearful, not what's out there, what his life's going to be like, but fearful of what your life is going to be like if you continue to stay with this person. And that's how I literally got him out the door, by using those functions of emotion. See, if you want to stay in a relationship, then you've got to manage your anger. If you want to stay in a relationship, you have to say, or a job, you have to say things like, oh, it's not that bad. It's okay. I, I've met people who have been married for 50 years, and I'll say, how did you do it? And they will say, many will say, well, you know, we learn to adapt to each other. But those people aren't thriving. No. I've met other people who have been married for 50 years, and their response is, are you kidding? It, it was easy. So, so the myth that it's, a, it's, it's the popular media and mental health experts who give this conventional wisdom that relationships are hard work. All relationships have problems, but not every relationship has to have a problem every week. Because This is why when couples go to therapy, you go to therapy for a million years, and for some people it's not going to change anything because it's the wrong match to begin with. So, and you, and doesn't that ahead. doesn't that translate or tra actually transfer to other places? For example, um, I think we have an epidemic right now, and you know some people say rightly so, of people that are killing themselves in jobs they hate. Exactly, they hate them, and, and they're hardwired to be to be risk averse. See, if you want, if I wanted to get a person out of a job, I'd get them to focus on how terrible it is and how much they hate it <laughs> and what their life's going to be like in 20 years if they stay in this, if they stay in this job. I remember we had a, uh, a cleaning lady who would, who would come in when we lived in Los Angeles, and I really liked her. And I used to, the, the way I motivated her to move on, I said, do you actually want to be working, cleaning my house for the next 10 years of your life? Do you want to do this every day and listen to my wife tell you this and me tell you this and my kids say this and so on? And I got her to hate the job so much she went back to school. You know, and that's really, you know, I think what you're saying is something that I think most of us wish we had. And that is, you know, uh, something on outside of ourselves asking us the tough questions and really demanding that we be honest in answering them. Don't you think? You know, I mean, what, we're not going to ask ourselves those. One of the things that, that I write about is, and I get people, I say, each listener, only the listener knows, and only we know as individuals, are we really happy and feel like we're thriving in our right. relationship. And I said that, you know, it's like, what are your emotional nutrients, the things that you need to grow and develop? And I, and I, and I make the point that you have to be brutally honest. Because if you're not brutally honest, then you're, you're just adapting, and you're really fooling yourself. And that's why there's a feeling of uh, un uh, discontent mm -hmm. and a feeling of being unfulfilled. Yes. Because we're not, you know, we're not being – so we, it, it, see, it's stressful to be honest with yourself. You have to remember that anxiety, the original purpose of anxiety was to tell you that you're vulnerable and at risk. So anxiety in the old days was a friend because it gave you a warning sign. Today, anxiety has become a disorder because it makes people uncomfortable. And very few people like to feel uncomfortable or right. feel vulnerable. Right. If you were giving a lecture and you said, Dr. Pat, if you said to your group, 
How many people in this room like to feel vulnerable? How many people would raise their hand? Yeah, right. That would be the end of that lecture and the end of the show. Let's take a short break when we come back. What a great, great conversation. Anybody out there got a question for Dr. Weisinger? 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, we'll be talking about the new psychological green. But more importantly, is it a sign if you haven't had sex for a year that maybe there's something wrong with the relationship? I don't know. I'm going to ask the doc. We'll be right back. Performance Velocity brings you the breakthrough human performance formula. ETA equals R, where energy intelligence is the key competency for the successful business leader. Are you ready for this emerging trend? You can ignite leadership, accelerate execution, and deliver peak performance every time. Performance Velocity can help you, your management team, or your company. Call 303-744-2464. Human performance is their business. Visit performancevelocity.com and start getting results now. Learn how to help people deal with loss and the grieving process. The new online certificate in bereavement studies at the Center for Integrative Health focuses on the spiritual, cultural, and workplace aspects of loss. Completely online, the one course per month format allows you to complete the certificate in as little as nine months and earn graduate credit from a regionally accredited institution. Financial aid is available. Visit centerforintegrativehealth.org for the National University Systems Center for Integrated Health. That's centerforintegrativehealth.org. Bellagenza Extraordinary Hair Care provides a complete line of natural professional products. Your hair is your number one accessory, so make sure you treat it right with the finest blend of natural food-grade fusion ingredients. Bellagenza provides you with a luxurious experience and high-quality ingredients in a base of aloe and plant juices. Visit Bellagenza.com and receive 10% off when you order online. Just enter Dr. Pat, D-R-P-A-T. That's Bellagenza.com, B-E-L-E-G-E-N-Z-A.com. Hi, I'm Paul McCormick, and I want to help you become financially free. Go to my website, SecretsOfTheMillionaireInside.com, and you'll find my book that just became a bestseller, Passing Up Susie Orman and Rich Dad Poor Dad. And when you buy my book today, you're going to get four ebooks, all for the price of one. Plus, I'm going to throw in six CD downloads absolutely free when you buy my book today. Go to my website, secretsofthemillionaireinside.com. Secretsofthemillionaireinside.com. Do you like where your health and looks are headed? Or are you ready for a total transformation? Your dollars and days off have never been more precious. So why waste them on anything other than lasting, real rejuvenation? Sure, there are expensive spa vacations, and then there's total transformation. Join best-selling author Kat James in a gorgeous mountain setting where you'll learn the very food and self-care principles that transformed her beyond recognition without self-deprivation. Break free from the food and beauty self-sabotage and spend five days with the woman Self Magazine calls a master of self-transformation. You will even celebrate the new you with a world-class makeover and photo shoot. Want a total transformation but can't afford to get away? Attend Cat's teleprogram from your home via computer or phone. Make 2009 your year for total transformation. Call us at 877-54-TOTAL or visit us at totaltransformation.com.
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm so jazzed. Dr. Hendry Weisinger joining us here today. Tips for becoming psychologically green. Yeah, we got to recycle the trash that's going on up there. And... And there are many ways to do it, but I love the approach uh, that Dr. Hendry is bringing to the table for us to think about. It is what I call, a, you know, a new twist or a, you know, a new way to look at psychology. And so he's joining us here today, as I said before, the best-selling author of a couple, well, a couple of new books, but most importantly, the book that that I just finished reading is *The Genius Instinct*. And so we're talking about what it means to create the shift. And before the break, uh, Dr. Hendry, we were talking about, you know, how to make the tough decisions. But before we go there, would you mind giving out your website so folks can find out more about you and the book? It is Dr. Hendry, H-E-N-D-R-I-E, Weisinger, W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R.com. Perfect. Lots of information. You, when you go to the website, you'll be able to take a look at some of the uh, information that he's got on there, topics that he speaks about, events, etc. And don't forget to hit the old blog. That's always a good place to go. Okay, so if we are internally eating ourselves, literally, you know, we're being eaten alive by our emotions sometimes. And I don't really take things too lightly because if you've read my story uh, Dr. Hendry you know that you know I I went through a very traumatic experience at work I didn't have the courage to leave but the universe knew I had to go and it led me in a completely different direction in my life but we stay in relationships very long we stay there because of several reasons I wanted to ask you what those reasons are and what what does our life, what should our lives really be like? Is it possible to thrive, and how so? Yeah, everybody, everybody should be in a relationship or a job if they want to thrive, where they experience what I like to call nature's barometers for, for knowing that you're in, you know, you're in a good place, uh, the emotions of joy, excitement, and interest. Remember, interest is what glues people together. If you're not interested in somebody, you're not, you meet somebody at a party, if you have no interest, that conversation doesn't last. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a marriage or a job where you are not feeling you know, some joy and some interest and you don't feel engaged, that is nature's way of telling you that you might be better off. In fact, you will be better off either making adjustments in your environment or seeking out new ones. And that's a big difference between humans and animals. Animals cannot seek out a new environment. If you're a dog doesn't like the heat that you're having out there, the best you can do is come inside. You can get on an airplane and go to another part of the country. So it, it is that ability that humans have to expose themselves. Remember, your, your ancestors were hunter-gatherers. They were always hunting until they found the right environment, and they knew they were in the right environment when their, quote, nutrients were there, food supply, water supply, protection from predators. So... I would say that, you know, and we were talking about before, about not having sex for a year. Well, it's one thing. I mean, I'm assuming the person's under uh, 75 years old, but the the idea of um, not having sex creates distress for most people in a relationship. And how much, how long do you want to stay in a distressful relationship? 
I mean, I've known people who've stayed in distressful relationships for 40 years. And they might adapt, but they're never going to feel like they are thriving. You don't have to leave a relationship. You can adjust the, the, the environment. And to adjust it means sitting down with your partner. I've done this exercise many times with groups, and I'll say to each person, when the spouses are there, write down the three things you need, you think your spouse needs to grow. It, nobody knows what I'm talking about, because very rarely do we ever think about that. We don't think in terms of, you know, if, if, you're, if you're 30 and you're married, are you the same as when you were married when you were 25? If you're 40 and you're married, or 50 when you're married, are you the same person as you were when you were 40? Is there growth? That, that's the idea that, that all organisms, you know, grow. And many people say they're content. Now, as a psychologist, I say that's good, because content feels good. But uh, content as an, as an evolutionary function of keeping you the same. And a traditional marriage, a content wife makes no waves. She's content. And the content employee makes no waves. You know, he's content, but they don't grow. You, you've never heard of anybody as a leader in corporate America. Uh, Steve Jobs or Bill Gates are never going to say that they're content because then things stay, stay the same. So I would hope that people who feel content in their relationship, that part of that is defined that they feel they are, they are growing. Mm -hmm. And when people don't feel they are growing, that's when they start to get frustrated and start to experience a sense of helplessness and end up leading a life in a job of quiet desperation. It's the opposite of thriving. So one of the things that, you know, we, we get to learn about is how we feel in the gut, what's going on in our guts. Um, and, you know, this is something that I know you talk about a lot, whether it's with individuals or organizations and companies. You know, there are things that we've called instincts, gut reaction. I mean, these, this is some of the language. You know, I, I have a friend who was the running back for um, the Philadelphia Eagles and then went on to be part of the Super Bowl team for the Pittsburgh Steelers. His name is Deuce Staley. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, he had a really tough year, but was the height of his career was when he was sort of hmm, knighted one of the role model leaders on the team. But I had many interviews with him. And, and one of the things I asked him was, how did he know? How did he know what direction to go? He's a small running back. He's a smaller man, only in height, but he is not like a small man. And, you know, I, I would say to him, you know, I watch you, those huge, huge linebackers and so forth. And, and, you know, somehow you always step in the right direction. And he said to me, it's just instinct. He said, I, I'm trained and we're all trained. But when it comes to the step that you make in one direction to the other, you don't have a lot of time to evaluate your choices. Is this what we should be doing in our lives? Or is that something that a running back would know about, but we're not expected to do? Well, you know, you could say the same, use the same example of if you're driving a car and you see something out of the corner of your eye and you slam on your brakes. And the person who does that faster is going to be the person who survives. I, I think it's a good time to, to talk about what we actually mean when we use the word instinct. Mm -hmm. Because 
I use it from an evolutionary psychology perspective, which means that your your instinct is not a an impulse. Right. It's not like a a gut reaction. I, mm-hmm. I would say the gut reactions are not instincts, but there it's the instinctual use of your of your emotion. And what we find is that people don't listen to their emotions. People are unsure about something, and instead of spending more time to evaluate that uncertainty, they still go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. This is why when people get married, how many marriages can you really point out, especially in celebrity land, where they people meet on a movie stage or making a movie, they get married, and then three months later they're divorced. H- how can you really get to know somebody in two weeks or three weeks? Mother Nature would, would say those people who throw caution to the wind is totally reckless behavior. Wow. And that always turns out to be the worst. You can give more examples of how when people made, quote, impulsive decisions, how that got them into trouble rather than when it was successful. So I'm not talking about an instinct in that sense. I am referring to his instincts that we have tools that have developed over 100,000 of years, millions of years. And the only reason we have those these tools is because they help us solve problems that every generation has to deal with. For example, just like you have to, you had to find an empowering environment for yourself mm-hmm. to, to grow and work, well, so were your great-grandchildren, and so did your ancestors. Mm-hmm. It, it, just like Merrill Lynch has to develop young financial advisors today, well, you know what? The Roman Empire had to develop young warriors. That's why we're all hardwired to be caregivers. The function of caregiving is to develop the the future. So what I have found so interesting is even though we have these instinctual tools, curiosity, shelter-seeking, beauty, I mean, we're hardwired to to make ourselves attractive. How many people have I known who have gone for an interview, they didn't get a job, they didn't get the job, and they are totally clueless that they look like a slob? How many executives have you met? that are totally abrasive in their demeanor. They do not have an, quote, attractive demeanor, uh, and they get derailed and they're fired, and they don't even understand why. So what I find is we have these tools, and yet we don't use them. President Obama is saying that we have to have cooperation with China. The other day he said that no country is prepared to meet the challenges of the 21st century by themselves. Well, you know what? That's why we're hardwired to be cooperative. The first atom couldn't make it by itself, so it coagulated with other molecules, and ever since then, it's been a team game. Absolutely. So I'm laughing when when people think, oh, yeah, that's a great point. We have to be cooperative. Well, Mother Nature made you cooperative. Well, actually, actually, we're going to take a short break, but there's a saying that I have. If we weren't made to kind of figure out how to be together, you know what? You'd have your planet and I'd have mine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. We've got some tools, some tips, how to be cooperative and thrive. We'll be right back. Get a feeling like you need some kind of change. Have you been baffled by the unanswered questions in your mind and heart? Are you ready to see your life unfold right in front of your eyes? Tap into the power of your inner voice, embrace the wisdom within, and live life to the max with the empowerment psychic, Linda Dickinson. Visit Linda at InMyFuture.com or call 800-206-9096 for a private session that'll help you live life to the max. Listen to Linda on the Dr. Pat Show and call in to connect with your guides. 
So, Susan, how's your diet going? It's going great. I had noodles for dinner last night. Noodles? Come on, that can't be on your diet. Well, I eat Miracle Noodles. They're the secret calorie-free noodles that Japanese women have eaten for years to stay thin. Hmm, how is that possible? They're made only from soluble fiber. That's it. Guilt-free noodles, Eva. Well, I'm sold. Where do you get them? Well, it's my little secret. But okay, you can get them at MiracleNoodle.com. Hi, this is Anna Luque, author of The Yogurt Diet. Based on scientific research, this lifestyle has been carefully formulated to promote weight loss and boost the immune system. The Yogurt Diet will help you achieve overall balance and radiant health, even if you suffer from lactose and gluten intolerance, yeast infections, digestive problems, and more. Consuming yogurt daily is an excellent way to optimum health and ideal weight. And the yogurt I recommend is Greek God's Greek Yogurt. So thick and creamy. Greek God's yogurt is simply yogurtlicious. Greek God's yogurt is full of probiotic bacteria, good for overall health. And it's made with all natural ingredients in the same tradition yogurt has been made in Greece for centuries. Try the Greek God's popular honey yogurt or the tangy yet subtly sweet pomegranate. Don't forget to try the new Greek God's kefir cheese spread. Great for dips or as a healthy substitute for sour cream. Be happy. Go Greek. Experience the myth. Perfco Green. Biodegradable by nature, green by choice. Traditional trash bags stay in our landfills and pollute the earth for over 800 years or more. Perfco Green trash bags disappear naturally within two years and leave nothing harmful behind. Convert your home, school, and business to Perfco Green. Now available at Walgreens, Amazon.com, Office Max, and other local stores. Visit PerfgoGreen.com. That's P-E-R-F-GoGreen.com. Margaret McElroy is an internationally recognized psychic, medium, and gifted spiritual teacher graduating hundreds of students from five continents, a popular magazine and newspaper clairvoyant from nearly a dozen publishing houses. She's authored eight books and hosted syndicated radio shows on over 30 stations around the world. Margaret says there's never been such a thirst for metaphysical knowledge. Check out her website at margaretmcelroy.com. That's margaret, M-C-E-L-R-O-Y, dot com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. And if you want to find out more about us, go to www.thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com, or drpatlive.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, you'll see the buttons right there on the home page, and you'll be able to find out lots of information in advance by signing up for our newsletter. Uh, We'll be able to tell you about special offers, about things that happen on the upcoming shows before most people do. And so you'll have that 1-800 number ready to dial. My very special special guest today, New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Hendry Weisinger, is joining me here today. We're talking about the shift, the changes, and the new demand for psychologically green. And we're talking about what it means to understand and put into practice instinct. Uh, Dr. Uh, Weisinger, thank you so much for joining us here today. You've taken on the topic of instinct. You know, what are people saying to you, some of the naysayers, and what have you discovered about us as human beings? 
Well, you know, one of the one of the popular phrases about instincts is how uh, re- animals are ruled by instinct and man is ruled by reason, and that's why we're more successful. And I am saying, the basic premise of the book is that it's just the opposite, that we're more successful than animals because we have more instincts, not less. And I have, because as you would imagine, I've been speaking on this subject now for about the last year, I am finding as people think about it, it resonates very clearly, that, that we have these instinctual tools. Everybody can be cooperative. Everybody can be curious. Everybody can get themselves into an environment that makes them feel good rather than feel uh, bad and, and, and distressed. Everybody can help develop others. Everybody can ask for help or care solicit uh, when we are feeling vulnerable. And, and again, so many people, and people who are doing those things are the people who tend to be thriving. Uh, you know, you, you have your, your own experiences and, and the people you work with in building organizations. There's a lot of people that are thriving. And, and I say that if you look around, if you use your own observations, that you will see the successful people in life are the ones who are using these instinctual tools because they help us solve so many problems. That, that's the genius of your instincts, that you have these instinctual tools and they can help you uh, be a better parent. They can help make you a more attractive mate. They can accelerate your learning. They can help you crystallize, develop the interest for your kids. They can help uh, people uh, build a business. They can help you lose weight. I mean, it is amazing that we have these tools. That's because Mother Nature wants us to be successful. That's what life is about. That's why we call it life, to progress. So we get in our own way because we make up all these reasons. Just the other day I was talking to somebody. Oh, yeah, you know, I can't leave a relationship. I have my kids to support and my wife and so on. See, those are the reasons. People leave relationships all the time. And divorce is never pleasant, but there are a zillion stories of people who get divorced and both partners end up thriving, as well as the as well as the kids when it's handled in an effective way. It isn't all we ever read about is the negative consequences. You know, sometimes what's the point of being in a relationship or a job for thirty years of your life if you're not if it's not making you feel good? Does that make sense? It does make sense, and you know we we really want to feel good. I mean, there is there have been many books written about that. We do want to feel good. Yeah, I mean, and, and, I don't think we wake up and say, "Boy, I really want to have no, a bad day and, today." Because you're hardwired to feel good. Right. Natural selection though favors those people who feel it. Depressed people don't do very well. They didn't do very well. Can you imagine what it was like meeting the first depressed person of ever? You're sitting there out on the Savannah Plains. You're looking out. You're thinking, you know, I can make something here. And then somebody comes up to you and they say, this place is terrible. There's no food. It's hot, boring. Uh, that's the type of person that you'd want to start to get away from. Just like today. nobody. I don't know anybody who says, gee, I'm going to a party. I hope I meet some depressed people. Well, not really. And then when we do, we're not really sure what to do about it, don't you think? Exactly. I mean, you know what? Yeah. Many times we, we want to help depressed people because it makes us feel good. Not because it really helps them, because the, the, to live with somebody who is uh, in clinical, in turmoil, uh, is not always the most comfortable type of experience. Now, of course, that happens to all of us, but when you're with somebody or when you are feeling that day in, day out, you don't need a psychiatrist to tell you 
that you're not doing well. You mm-hmm. just have to listen to your emotions, and your emotions will tell you when you are doing well. You know, and part of this is our bodies respond to that as well. I mean, I, I, it's all, it's really kind of interesting how many of, you know, the folks that I've recently had lunch or dinner with and will start to eat. And then about five minutes into the dinner they're you know, that all of a sudden they've got antacid problems. Right. So, I mean, isn't this, you know, emotionally, we know when things are not right. And then our bodies respond. What's your personal message, Dr. Weisinger? Thank you so much for joining us here today. Um, what is the message today? The, first, the personal message that I would like everybody to think about is that everybody listening has a bunch of innate tools that can help them thrive in life. And the more you use these tools in all aspects of your life, the more successful. And my mean success is not how much money you make or occupational status, but the quality of your life, how you feel about yourself, relationships you have with other people. And you probably will end up making more money because you'll be more successful in work. And yet we don't need them. So I would like people to think about how come they don't use these instinctual tools that we have and then start to get reconnected, to become psychologically green where they are honoring their human nature. Wow. Thank you for a great show today. How about we give out your website one more time? Great. Dr. Hendry, I'll spell it again, H E N. D-R-I-E, Weisinger, W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R.com. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the show. And boy, I can't wait for your next book. Thanks for having me, Dr. Pat. I really appreciate it. Wow. fun. Lots of information today on the Dr. Pat Show, everybody, including, you know, our famous lobster story. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Don't forget tonight, for those of you Pacific Time, 7 o'clock, I will be on Chat About It. Chataboutit.com is the website. And for many of you tuning in to the show, want to find out more about us, go to www.thedrpatshow.com or drpatlive.com. Uh, com And Benny, Valerie, thank you guys for a great, great show and doing what you do oh so well. My personal message is that for me, when I listened to Dr. Weisinger, I completely related to the moments in my life, the times where I knew... I knew I wasn't feeling right. You know, when you get in the car and you get ready to drive to a job and your stomach starts churning and your mind can't stop, you're worried, you're afraid, that's a sign. When you're in a relationship where you haven't heard your loved one tell you that they love you for months, uh, that's a sign. When you have friendships or people in your lives that don't respect who you are and that lack of respect comes across loud and clear, that's a sign. When there's something going on and you can't really put your finger on it in the moment, but you clearly can feel it emotionally, that's a sign that something's calling you. And so, although I believe in the release process, because I really do believe we need to release to create a vacuum for the universe, I also believe in the pulling forward process, that every day there are signs from the universe to get our attention, to pull us forward to our greatness, to pull us forward to thriving.
So although that stomach ache that you have may indicate something that is not working for you, I want to remind you that around the corner there is something greater. Don't ever lose sight of that. That's what our instincts are telling us. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show, everybody.